This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another great show lined up for you again this week. A bit later in the program, we'll be looking at our business ideas, some of those ideas that will work in your business to help grow it. We're also talking with John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre about how to make a good business even better. But right now, we're going to cross over to Tim Deemer from Crosby Warren Sinclair to talk about estate planning. Good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, diff- different program this week for you. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. So, estate planning is a term we, we often hear mentioned from time to time. What, what are we talking about when we say estate planning? Yeah, Julian, and you're right. It is uh, it's a term that we hear mentioned in, in different circles from time to time, I suppose. Estate planning, um, it's most commonly referred to the process of determining who benefits from someone's estate. So when we're talking about an estate, we're looking not only when um, someone would pass away, but also if they're incapacitated for any reason. Mm. So in terms of the process of estate planning, it's important. some of the important considerations with that is who benefits from someone's estate, who would control those assets. So some things that many of your listeners would be um, familiar with would be something as simple as a will. So the executors of a will, who are the beneficiaries of a will. Other things are if you are incapacitated and can't manage your own affairs, things like power of attorney, enduring power of guardianship and so on. Mm. So so are they the sorts of key elements that we would consider in, in a, an estate plan? Yeah, so what I'll, I'll talk you through what would probably be seen as the key elements of an estate planning strategy. So the first stage when someone's developing an estate plan is generally really to clarify their current personal and financial circumstances. Mm. So some of those things that um, is, is just actually mapping out someone's family situation, so spouses, um, children, children's spouses, grandchildren and so on important to identify any other possible beneficiaries to an estate. Mm. This may include an ex-spouse, children from previous marriages and so on. And then obviously, Julian, the other part of it then is, well, well, what is the estate? So really trying to be clear on what what a person's assets are, Mm -hmm. importantly, what their liabilities may be. Mm -hmm. So once, once that... Um, I suppose the current circumstances have been really clearly identified, the next part of an estate planning process would be to identify the objectives. So someone's objectives may be that they wish their children to benefit equally from their estate. They might they might wish to leave some money to a charity. Mm, yep. Some of the other things, though, I think that a lot of people need to be aware of and you will have experienced this, no doubt, yourself. But it's basically issues such as what are the risks when there's an estate plan? Mm. There's an old saying that nothing breaks up a family gathering like a penny dropped on the floor. That's right. So it's a lot easier to be trying to think through, well, what, what are the what is? What, what could possibly um, be some of the factors that affect um, a person's estate? So is that important to communicate that to uh, family members? Or, or keep it secret, is that's when when the real problems come, isn't it? Yeah, so, well, basically, um, because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I won't be here, so someone else can worry about that's it. That's right. Certainly our experience that it is far better to be thinking about these issues because there are, so some of the risks, I'll, I'll name a few just so mm. that you're 
just to clarify this point, it might be a family law issue. So it might be that someone's leaving money to their children, but they're concerned that their children's marriage um, is in a very delicate situation and they're concerned about the loss of the estate to an ex-spouse of their children. Right. It might be bankruptcy of beneficiaries, mm. which would be a common one where someone's child would inherit a portion of their estate if they were in a failed um, business environment going through bankruptcy then those assets could go straight to the creditors yeah um tax potential tax liabilities are another one particularly for investors and business owners mm. but also part of objectives is what are the opportunities there's opportunities that people can do through their estate planning um, to provide flexibility and tax benefits for their children mm. and their children's children that if they don't have them as part of their legal documents, particularly their will, then it's almost impossible for the future generations of the family. So this is like giving them a, the money in, in dribs and drabs rather than a whole lot, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's actually a good way to put it. The, the, what most lawyers would be using um, is what's called a testamentary trust. Yeah. So a testamentary trust, is the, the, the term means a trust that is formed on death. Hmm. So a testamentary trust is, is contained in a will where the assets are left to individual trusts as opposed to individual beneficiaries. Now, if they're drafted properly by an estate planning specialist solicitor, then they can help to manage those issues that you and I were just talking about, such as family law issues with beneficiaries or bankruptcy of beneficiaries, mm. or even if people if it was a larger estate and people were concerned that their estate may just be squandered to actually have have some trust structures implemented as well. So so now for our business owners that are listening, because I think a lot of business owners out there don't do estate planning as they should do, are there any additional considerations for them? Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, as, both, as most business owners are aware, there is always another level of complexity. Probably some of the ones that I'd be suggesting... Um, and that this is normally dealt with as part of business succession planning as well, is with the business, what happens to that to the business when the business owner dies? Mm. So some of the things that might crop up are, well, who then controls the business? Um, who then owns the business? So to give you an example where that where a solution may be found for that, if we had two business owners, in a business owner together, and one of those business owners was to die, is the surviving business owner then in business mm. with the deceased family? Mm. Or can we set up a strategy whereby the deceased family are paid out their share of the business and the surviving owner retains full ownership of the business going forward? So it's certainly a serious consideration for people to consider, isn't it? Oh, Julie, and the, Julian, there's one other thing that people are finding out a little bit now with the changes in the economy and this is the issue of personal guarantees yeah and uh, this is something that, pe that business owners often give particularly where finance is involved and the issue of how do you provide for a personal guarantee in the event of death mm. and most people will commonly manage these or well, one option is maybe looking at some sort of insurance policies that sure. can negate those those liabilities. So I suppose a, a business owner or, or even anybody thinking about estate planning, they sit down with uh, financial planners, with l lawyers to, to put it all together? Yeah. 
Well, if we if we come back to when we're talking about the what is estate planning and what are the key elements of the estate plan that we first spoke about, I'd probably suggest that the three professionals that would be involved would be um, your accountant. Mm -hmm. So the accountant's role is very important in determining the current position, the ownership, and specifically any tax ramifications that someone needs to be considering. Mm -hmm. The second professional would be a financial advisor with experience in this area. Mm-hmm. And their role would probably p- to be help with the goal setting and develop the strategic options, and, but also the investment considerations. Yes. Superannuation in particular is a very important area with estate planning and the nomination of beneficiaries and also where insurance requirements might need to be in place. And thirdly, a lawyer that has specialist skills in estate planning. Mm. It's very important that documents are drafted and executed properly to make sure that what the person wishes to happen actually does happen in the event that they can't manage their own affairs or they pass away. Right. Well, thanks for your time this afternoon, Tim, and uh, we'll talk with you again another time. Pleasure. Thanks, Julian. Thank you very much. That was Tim Deemer there from Cosby, Warren Sinclair, helping us with estate planning. Very important area. If you haven't got onto it yet, it's something you should consider to do. Well, now we're going to cross over to John Cayley over at Lake Macquarie Business Centre, talk about how to make your good business even better. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Julie. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, uh, Interesting subject, that. If we've got a good business, how are we going to make it better? Well, just by polishing, really fine-tuning, getting things near perfect perfect okay so uh, what sort of things should we be looking at then in in regards to that uh you start i believe you start at, at, at your customer service end of your business yeah you've got existing customers that's where you the easiest source of future income is going to be coming from uh and if you make that uh service ex- you know to the level of excellence uh you, you're ensuring that core income will come into your business. Right. So uh, we would, what we'll do, sit down and, and talk about it, look at our statistics. What, what would we do there? Ah, yeah, review, review uh, the activity. First, step number one, review the activity uh, with your existing customer base, customer by customer. Hmm. Review the processes that you use. Review uh, the interaction. What's the style of communication you typically have, both verbal and written, with these customers? How are you meeting your expectations? Do a survey of your existing customer base and understand how they perceive you're meeting the expectations that you, by implication, have set with them. Doing that sort of thing, you can really uh, fine-tune where your business is. And I suppose that's assuming that we've already got some of those systems in place. Obviously, if we haven't, that would be another area we would want to have a look at then, wouldn't it? Of course. You, do, you review these systems first of all just to make sure that you've got appropriate ones in place. However, in doing that as well, it is important, again, to get feedback from your customers because those systems that you may have in place or may not have in place may not be operating to the optimum level. Yeah. So by, by talking with your customers about these things, those niggling little things that irritate customers and when the salesman from the opposition comes in, they say, oh, if you could maybe do this better than they are, we might switch over to you. Yeah. You eliminate that risk. And, and I suppose that uh, we also would be looking at our marketing and seeing what's working and what's not working to bring those customers in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
often we do marketing, but we don't measure it. You know, it's really important, again, to understand where our business opportunities are coming from. And this is really two elements of the marketing. One is marketing for new customers, and the other is marketing to existing customers for additional business. Now, often that second one, we don't polish that very well at all. You know, we're we're trying to get additional business from existing customers, but we really don't target it very well sometimes. We tend to send out a flyer saying, oh, we've now got this in, or we've now got that on the shelf, or, you know, this additional service we're providing. So, so that really highlights the importance of doing some sort of good planning, doesn't it? Oh, planning, you know, do your research, and out of your research, do your planning, and then make sure you execute the plan. Because, for example, I think we can use this as a case study. You and I were talking with a business the other day that was doing it quite well, and they were doing most of the right marketing. They were just a little bit spasmodic with it. Yeah, inconsistent. That's right. And they weren't measuring the results. Now, that's really important. You know, if you measure the results, two benefits come out of that. Yes. One is you know what's working and what isn't working. And two, when you actually measure and see the results of something, you think, gee, that's great. Let's continue doing it. Yeah. And I believe uh, you've got some government money that can help in this regard. We have. Uh, out of the stimulus package, uh, that we, you know, late last year and early this year, the government decided to give some uh, money out through organisations like us to assist businesses and assist them in making good businesses better. And we're really uh, keen to drive that. You know, we've got some uh, services that we can provide to those businesses as a result of that government money. And we're keen to help businesses, you know, polish, if you like, polish their performance. And make all those businesses grow better. Uh, of course, even if they're, they're struggling, we could still do it too, can't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those that are struggling, that's where the bigger difference is going to be made. Mm. Yeah, so uh, looking at systems, looking at marketing, customer service, uh, but particularly sort of doing that survey to uh, just to analyse where you currently are. That's so important. Yeah. You know, well, it follows on that you do financial management or financial controls, understand those and so on. But, you know, you're not going to get anywhere unless you've got that business rolling through the door. So well, thank, that's number one priority. Well, thanks for your time again, John. Uh, we'll talk with you again next week. Pleasure, Julian. Thank you. That was John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre helping us to understand how we can make that better, that good business even better. Have a chat with them if you want to know. Well, now it's time for our business tips. And today we're having a look at a couple of tips that will help us with uh, advertising or uh, gaining more customers. What about this one? Free advertising and promotion. Next time you have to drive around the city, try this little test. Keep a count of the number of business trucks or vehicles which really sell the message of their owners. I guarantee you will be surprised how few do. Recently I saw a large delivery truck with simply the initials UMP plastered all over the sides. What does UMP stand for? Presumably the name of the company. But what do they do? What do they sell? Unless you've got buckets of cash to make the initials of the business well known, such as BHP, surely this prime transportable advertising space would be better served by selling the product. Out of curiosity, I checked the yellow pages, and there they were, in for at least $7,000 worth. With roadside billboards renting for over $1,000 a month for the same area and exposure, this business is underselling itself. My bet is that a simple two or $300 sign-writing job would return them ten times the investment each and every year. 
Do you have trucks or vehicles which could be delivering your message for free and aren't? Think about it. And what about creating customers for life? According to Les Oten, most textbook manuals on customer service forget one important thing, which he calls the customer for life. His philosophy is that each new customer introduced represents an annuity for the future income. And it's the responsibility of all staff members concerned to protect that future flow of income. In Les Otten's case, and he runs a place called Learn to Ski Program, he always puts his most qualified and seasoned instructors to teach the beginners. The reason being, he concentrates on creating a good impression which the new customers so that the future business will be written. And that comes from the Inc. magazine of the United States of America. And uh, what about uh, this little thought here? And that is uh, simple marketing. Many business people really work at making marketing harder than it really is. Successful marketing involves answering these three questions. Is there a customer? Is there a product need? Can the product or service be delivered at a price-value relationship which is attractive to consumers and still generate the required profit margins? Common mistakes made in the marketing process include believing the consumer feels as enthusiastic as you do, never listening to the customer, forgetting the influence and effect of local factors, and taking the advice of the mother-in-law instead of the field research. And that comes to us from Better Business Newsletter of California. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. We've looked at estate planning with Tim Deemer from Crosby, Warren Sinclair and also spoken about how to make a good business even better with John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, I'm going to discuss some more ideas to grow your business with John Cayley from our sponsors. Also going to have a chat with Jenny Nichols, the President of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce, about what's going on in that area. And we'll look at some more of those ideas that will work for your business. I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for Business, The Law and You. Remember, focus your passion on your vision.